episode of Eat Sleep Podcast for Pete. I am Dave Taylor. A kind of a short edition this time around because it's a little different because WrestleMania is broken up into two nights. So we're going to review WrestleMania Part 1 tonight. Uh, by the way, you can follow us online. You can share your WrestleMania comments on our Facebook page, ESPR99. Uh, we are also part of a podcast, the only wrestling podcast for a couple of radio stations, FM99, WNOR, and 106.9 The Fox. So you can find us online at fm99.com or 1069thefox.com. And uh, by the way, you can also email us at espr at fm99.com. Love to hear the comments. Love to hear your thoughts on WrestleMania 36 Part 1. And, and uh, you know, if you're hearing this after Part 2, let me know how you feel about that part as well. And here's a couple of things uh, as well in regards to uh, reaching out to us. Many different ways you can do it. Uh, many different ways you can hear us is on SoundCloud and also on iTunes and Stitcher and also TuneIn as well. So many different ways to check it out and you can share this with your friends. So we'll go quickly through the WrestleMania show, which um, I know a lot of people are like, well, okay, it's not, you know, you don't have the big arena, you don't have the big stadium. You know, some people may be planning on skipping the show. Uh, maybe you thought, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be the same. I thought the show was great. What's what's because I mean this is the point where we are where we're going to have empty arena shows for the time being for for who knows how long I mean we might not even have wrestling for a while this this may be it for the time being so we'll, we'll run through the card and take out the uh, not having a crowd aspect I mean yes yeah, so there were some matches out man this would be great if they had a crowd but I thought it, it made the uh, dynamics different uh, first match uh, was uh, the the pre-show match which I didn't know we we're going to get was Cesaro taking on Drew Gulak it was a short match. It was good for what it was. It's a shame that these guys didn't have more time. Drew basically stuck with uh, trying to do a lot of submission holds and Cesaro, a lot of counters. And Cesaro gets the win with a new finishing move, which is very impressive, by the way. And um, yeah, it's nice to see Cesaro win because I can't remember the last time Cesaro won on television. So that was the pre-show. Uh, we get the open, which was um, very interesting. Very, it kind of felt like a movie. In some ways, and uh, yeah, they did some editing because there was no Roman Reigns in the graphic. But uh, it was it was it was well done. It was a little odd, but uh, it was definitely enjoyable. It definitely gave you the Big Show feel that it usually does for WrestleMania. Now, because uh, you know we're not at the stadium, you know, there's nobody to sing "God Bless America." So what they did is that they did a montage of previous. Singers of God Bless America. They started with Aretha Franklin, and uh, they went from Ray Charles. You know, they had Willie Nelson there, Gladys Knight, uh, a few other performers as, as well throughout the years. Uh, Boys to Men, uh, no DX band. By the way, we did not get the DX band in the uh, in the montage, which is probably a good thing. Even my cat agrees with that. Uh, all right. So the match starts off, the uh, first match of the night for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. And this was one of the longer matches of the night, but it was well done. It told a great story. This was probably Nikki Cross's uh, best match of the night. It was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kiari Sane. And it was one of those matches where uh, it, it, it told a great story and a lot of moves back and forth. And it was nice to see Kiari Sane because uh, we haven't seen a lot of her lately as well. So it was just a good match overall, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross get the win, and they become your new WWE Women's Tag Team Championship uh, holders, and uh, 
it's good for them. It was a great match, and uh, I definitely see some big things for Nikki Cross in the horizon. And uh, and obviously the other stars are stars, but uh, it's a good showing for her. The next match in the night was uh, maybe the weakest match of the night. It wasn't bad because um, going into it, I mean, you're going to get Elias versus King Corbin. You, you kind of knew what you were going to get coming into this. And, um, you know, this, this was one that, uh, I don't know, it was interesting because the face attacked the heel before the match. And then, you know, and then you're waiting for, you know, the, the heel to get in the ring, Corbin. And then, you know, basically be on his feet so the bell can ring. And I thought, oh, this might be a short match, but it being dragged out to nine minutes. And uh, Elias got the win. But uh, the El Cabong happened uh, before the match even started. So that, so that was, uh, uh, you know, it's quite a spectacle before it started. And then, you know, then we had nine minutes of that and... Elias gets to win with the uh, the roll-up, and he pulls the tights. This came after uh, King Corbin tried to cheat with a pinfall. He got busted by the ref. So I was arguing he got rolled up because the roll-up is a very vicious move in the WWE. The next match of the night was really good. I was surprised on a couple of things. This is for the Raw Women's Championship with Becky Lynch taking on Shayna Baszler. A couple of things I was, uh, that shocked me was, one, this match, very – very short. I shouldn't say very short. It's eight and a half minutes. But I expected a longer match. Um, but I also expected Shayna Baszler to win. So if I just saw the length of the match, I go, oh, well, Shayna probably won. Maybe there's a beatdown or whatever else. Uh, but no, Becky winning, uh, kind of reversing one of the submission moves that uh, Shayna had on her. Is it, it was a very good match. This was a much better match than they had the Survivor Series with the triple threat with Bailey involved. It was a very good match. And it was one of those that you, you kind of wanted more of this, but he had a lot of submissions. And Becky winning, which I think surprised about uh, 100% of the wrestling fans out there. Because I think we all thought at this point, the way they built up Shayna Baszler, that she was going to be the champion. And uh, you thought that uh, the way they set it up, that like, well, Becky needs this title, that you know she doesn't have it, she's not going to be the same person. So for, for many reasons, and maybe because there was no crowd, that they decided to go the Becky route. Um and, I, and I'm also speculating, too, that because we're not seeing wrestling for a while, that, um, you know, we might not see Becky for a while on television, that they're just going to keep it on her. And then maybe there's, there's got to be a rematch for this. This was a good match. And it wasn't like a clear-cut winner in this. So, But Becky is still your Raw Women's Champion, which I think is the biggest surprise of the night. Uh, in the next match, and I wasn't sure how this was going to go, but we had you know, Drew Gulak on the opening show. So Sami Zayn uh, did uh, fight Daniel Bryan. For the Intercontinental Title, and uh, it was it was entertaining, and uh, it, you know it's really interesting. Without the crowd, is that you can hear the wrestlers talk from time to time. I mean, some people did say I did see some comments that in the women's match for the tag team championship, you could hear the women talking to each other. This one was different because it was more of like Drew Gulak wanting to do some things, and Daniel Bryan telling him you know to not you know because Samuel's going to take the count out, and Daniel's like no, no, no Drew, just let him go. And then Sammy goes up the ramp and. Dana Bryant gets him and stuff, but uh, Sammy with the win, and is it, this might be something that might work with Sammy Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. Uh, this little uh, uh, group, if you will, is it's, it's working out for them, I, th I think, much better than I have anticipated, or maybe just coming out better without the crowd than it usually does. The next match stole the show. It was amazing, and uh, if you're going to watch... Um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go, oh, I'm just gonna watch one or two matches. Watch this match, okay? Because the Miz was ill, it became a triple threat ladder match for the tag team championship, the SmackDown Championship, 
but it was only half the tag teams. I mean, like half, like you got only John Morrison in the match against Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston. And man, oh man, uh, the match was outstanding. There's a couple of holy crap moments in this match from uh, from all the wrestlers involved. Uh, John Morrison uh, just, you know, like doing some parkour, if you will, and uh, Kofi throwing a ladder at Jimmy Uso. And the ending of the match was really well done because I, I thought for a moment that maybe all three of them would like would be hanging on to the, uh, the belts, you know, like maybe they would knock down the ladder. So I wasn't sure what the spot was going to happen. It was very original, and I haven't seen it done that way. But if you have, let me know, because I haven't seen anything like that before, where John Morrison falls off, and he's got the belts with him, and Uso and, and uh, Jimmy Uso and Kofi are, are shocked. It was a really good match, and um, and me talking about it's not doing it justice right now, but this it starts off a little slow. It's a great buildup, you know, because they all go right into the high spots. Uh, Kofi doing some stuff with a ladder that I haven't seen before. And, and it would have been even cooler had that spot worked out for him. But it was just very unique and very good physical match. And uh, definitely a highlight of the night. The next match wasn't bad, but it, it was uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. And it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes in a match where, you know, it stops and then it gets restarted, that uh, it's one of those things that you think that, uh, well, okay, it's going to end right away. Uh, initially, Seth Rollins uh, hit Kevin Owens with the timekeeper's bell to cause a DQ on the match. And Kevin Owens said, no, no, let's make this a no DQ match. So they make it a no DQ match. And Kevin Owens gets his WrestleMania moment. It was insane. It, he went up the uh, the ramp, or I should say the WrestleMania sign, and delivered an elbow. And it was crazy. And, um, I, I, you know, if both guys weren't sore... The next day after that, then uh, I, I don't know what. Then that's amazing. But, man, oh, man. Um, the last half of the match was outstanding. And uh, Owens defeats Seth Rollins, and he, he gets his WrestleMania moment. Uh, no interference, by the way. No Murphy. No AOP. It was just great. One-on-one, -on -one, and the Monday Night Messiah goes down. The next match was one of the matches that were uh, switched up. But we, we kind of knew this. Talked about this uh, about a week and a half ago. Because Roman Reigns was out of WrestleMania. So it was Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. And uh, this was, uh, no surprise, the shortest match of the night. Which I think had it been even Roman, this, this we would have got the same kind of match. And I think even the uh, same kind of result. Um, after uh, Goldberg uh, spears uh, Braun Strowman like uh, three or four times, Strowman then hits Goldberg with a bunch of uh, power slams. And Braun Strowman as your new universal champion and uh long overdue for braun it's good for him and you know it's it's i, I guess and here's one of the things i, I guess you know people say well wrestlemania could have avoided you know they could have you know delayed it or whatever and i, I think because of contracts and whatever else you get uh, you get situations like this where you have goldberg and it's like well you know bill just wants to wrestle now we're not going to make goldberg come back in five months and and do whatever because you know he's got to you got you know just whatever reasons so Strowman beats goldberg and is a new universal champion and uh great for braun long overdue not a lot of moves in that match uh one of the comments we had on facebook which was uh kind of funny like does it devalue the title because there's only nine moves um no patrick because most of bill goldberg's matches for the last couple of years were any championships 
Maybe he meant less than that. Look at the one with uh, the idea with Kevin Owens. That uh, was ridiculous. So, and then the last match of the night, the main event of the evening, <laughs> in a boneyard match, the Undertaker in AJ Styles, and this is uh, oh my gosh, um, like the final deletion with uh, Hardy and uh, and Bray Wyatt was was like bizarre and entertaining. This was like watching a movie. It was really, really well done. It was, it was. It, you're either gonna love love it, or you're gonna be scratching your head about it. But it was one of the most amazing things that you you kind of forget that you're watching WrestleMania for a moment, and you're almost like sucked into watching to a movie uh, with uh, you know AJ Styles showing up at a graveyard, and then uh, it's kind of interesting because the hearse drives up. And the Good Brothers, uh, you know, open up. Well, you don't know they're the Good Brothers, but these two guys come out, open up the back of a uh, hearse, and then open, bring out a casket, and AJ Styles pops up, and it's the Good Brothers. And then Undertaker shows up on a motorcycle, and uh, no Michelle McCool, but uh, just they, they throw down. I mean, the, this went on for, it did not feel like a half hour, but it went on for a long time, and it felt like a movie, and, uh, you know, thought at one point, that you thought it was going to end. There, there's a there's a grave that was dug up, and uh, you know you thought that uh, you know, Taker was in there. You thought he just was going to pour some dirt on him, and then it was like one of those like movie moments where the Taker shows up behind AJ Styles. Uh, you know, there's there's all these droids, uh, not droids. What's the word I'm looking for? Druids. I don't know what you call them. Bunch of guys that came out with their heads covered and day tech Undertaker. It was it was like a movie. Uh, and then they end up on top of a roof of this building and, you know, gals gets uh, thrown off and then, uh, then you got, uh, you know, the other tombstone pile driver to the other good brother. And then, uh, so that happens. And then AJ Styles gets thrown off the building and, and Undertaker gives AJ a lot of respect, gives him a lot of respect, which, uh, you don't usually see the Undertaker do. And then Undertaker throws him into the grave and dumps some dirt on him. You see AJ getting his hand up. So it's like he's not gone yet. And then uh <laughs> and then Taker drives off. It was it was interesting, it was entertaining, it did not drag, which which I was worried about when this was going out. It's like, man, they're gonna you know, this drag this out, but uh, they did not. It was really well done. It was the most bizarre Wrestlemania match other than I think the boogeyman fighting with Booker T and uh, Charmay at Wrestlemania which was a like, terrible match skip that one but this this was amazing this was it was just it was quite the way to end the show by the way this Wrestlemania these uh, I'm not going to count the pre-show match but uh, from uh, from 7 to 10 I mean it was like a Monday Night Raw packed in with Eight matches, and you, you know you didn't have uh, many interviews and stuff. You had great packages between the matches and stuff. I mean, the match with uh, you know, every match—I should say every match—but a lot of them had some great storytelling. The lead up to it, even King Corbin and Elias, because like, oh, we don't know if Elias is going to be here. The, the Becky Lynch, uh, you know, the video recapping her last year, and then Shane is showing up and destroying everybody. Uh, you know, you Owens and Rollins with the uh, great story, then. Taker and AJ Styles and uh, just a well done night. So if you're one that like was going to pass on the show because you're like, wow, there's no audience, whatever. No, go watch this. 
And if you're just going to watch a couple of matches, you go watch the Triple Threat Ladder match. Watch The Undertaker. Um, the Strowman match won't take you long. Owens, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. You can watch those matches. And then you can watch the women's tag match. Um, it, w- it was a great night. They did a tremendous job. I, I, I hats off to them. And, um, you know, the one thing going in, it's like we didn't know, you know, what matches we were going to get on what night other than we knew that Drew and and Brock were going to close out the second night. Now, here are the matches that are for part two, which are going to happen tomorrow. We have uh, Liv Morgan fighting Natalia. So that that's one of the matches for a part. That's the pre-show match for tomorrow. And then so we got to wonder if the uh, Riot Squad will show up in uh, some way or another. Uh, then you got uh, the NXT Women's Championship, uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Of course, you got Brock and Drew, uh, John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt, and a Firefly Funhouse match, which um, is it going to top the Boneyard match? I guess we'll find out. The uh, five-way elimination match for the Women's SmackDown Championship with Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha, Banks, and Tamina. The Street Profits defending against Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Uh, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Edge versus Randy Orton, the last man standing match. And then Otis with, uh, of course, his partner Tucker and Dolph Ziggler with Mandy Rose. But, um, you know, as, as much as I thought that they were going to reveal everything on the show in WrestleMania, surprise, he did it on SmackDown. So we definitely get the payoff in that match tomorrow, which is a shame that that, that part does not have a crowd because that part would, I think, would go over well. But uh, there you go. Share your thoughts on your Facebook page. We did have a couple of comments on the show. Uh, Philip writing of the uh, Boneyard match is pretty good. All the other matches could have been better. And uh, so we asked him about that. And he said, I think the Universal title match could have lasted longer. Kale versus Rollins should have been a no DQ match from the beginning. I'm looking forward to what tomorrow holds for us. I am too. Uh, Aaron said, I was very pleasantly surprised. Presently surprised with the Boneyard match. Kale Rollins was pretty good too. And uh, Josh was it was entertaining. And then Pat was asking if a title match only has nine moves. Does he value the universal title? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with no on that. But uh, please share your comments. at a running uh, uh, feed as well on Facebook. And uh, like I said, we don't do spoilers on the show because the last thing you need is, uh, you know, you want to go scrolling through. And it's like, oh, this happens or this person returned. And, uh, you know, just don't want to do that. So. Uh, you know, follow us for the uh, non-spoiler uh, feeds, if you will. And that's ESPR99 on Facebook. And thanks for listening. And, again, thanks for uh, – you always listen to us on uh, TuneIn, also on uh, Stitcher, on iTunes, and also on SoundCloud as well. And you can always email us your comments, ESPR at FM99.com. So we will do this again. And by the way, if you want to check out the uh, previous episode, that was a, a preview of WrestleMania 36 with our predictions. And then we'll, we'll be back after WrestleMania 36 Part 2 and give your thoughts on that show. Until then, thanks for listening. My name is Dave Taylor. And uh, until, I guess, tomorrow, we'll do it again. We'll eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Repeat.